Welcome to EPO Presents, where we put a spotlight on leaders in the business community. I am glad to have you here today. Today, my guest is Julie Graf Skinner. Julie is a funeral director and pre-planning advisor with Bush Funeral and Crematory Services. She has helped thousands of families make intentional plans to ease a future burden for their loved ones. Julie, welcome to EPO Presents. Thanks, Jim. Glad to be here. So Julie, give us an overview about Bush Funeral and Crematory Services and what makes your business special? Bush Funeral Homes has been in the community for over 116 years. We started in the old Brooklyn neighborhood, kind of in the shadow of the former Deaconess Hospital. And that business grew over time to seven rooftops. So we cover communities in Cleveland, or the old Brooklyn neighborhood, migrating south to Parma and in North Royalton as well. And then heading west, we have a location in Fairview Park, Avon, Avon Lake, and Elyria. Seven rooftops serving the majority of the western half of Cuyahoga and eastern half of Lorain County. I think what makes our company different and unique is that we, we serve every type of person and every type of family. You know, in the past, I've worked at different funeral homes that were kind of segmented. They only served a particular population, but at Bush, I feel like we're covering and encompassing every imaginable faith and every imaginable type of funeral. I also would say as a company, we've owned um, our own crematory for over 35 years, and that makes us a specialist in a segment of the market that has just continued to grow and grow. Wow. 116 years. That is yeah. amazing. That Not too many businesses can say they've been around anywhere near that length. And right. you, and you yourself, you, you have helped thousands of families. I have, I've been at Bush about, it's going on 22 years uh, this month. And, you know, I, I've met literally thousands of families. If we, we talk about how many families I've met in a year, it's, you know, typically four to 500 families a year that I'm meeting and talking with and have been blessed to serve so many families. Oh, that is so wonderful to hear. Love when people use the word blessed because that's that's a very personal thing. And when you when you love what you do, when you love what you do, that's how you feel uh, each day when you when you're serving. So I, I appreciate that. So tell us about doing business with Bush. How, if you could kind of take us a step by step. If someone comes to you, when should they come to you, and what is what's kind of the process that you you go through? So I think that when you break down or think about different aspects of a funeral business, you know, you could kind of divide it into two categories. And one would be serving families when there has been a death. And the other is serving families when they're making plans and preparations in advance. So to answer you in a more global aspect, when should somebody come to our company? It's anytime there's a need, obviously we've built our business on being there 24 hours a day for 116 years to serve families when there's a need. My particular segment of our company is really specializing on helping people make plans and preparations for a very difficult day. And I would say 80% of the time I'm talking to people well in advance of there actually being a need. So they're being proactive and making a plan, maybe because they have experienced another loss or they've seen somebody else that's gone through a loss and they're saying, hey, I I don't want to leave that to my loved ones. I don't want to leave that to my family to have to make tough choices on a difficult day, or maybe they're motivated because they've seen some difficulties that people have had where people maybe didn't get along or didn't play well together on a tough day and they want to avoid that. And I think that experience that we learn from our friends and other family members will lead us to also say things like, 
You know, I want to be the one in control of my own decisions, or I don't want to leave this financial burden to someone else. So Julie, you, you talk about pre-planning, you, you work with people all the time on this. For those, those people who have never considered it, what are the benefits of, of pre-planning? I think that there's a lot of benefits, Jim. I think that's a great question. You know, people often come to the process of making a funeral plan when maybe someone has passed away. They're left to make a lot of decisions in a very short period of time. I think statistically there's over 75 decisions that need to be made on a difficult day. And they show up exhausted, emotional, and completely unaware of what they need to do and, and how they need to do it and how they're going to pay for it. And I think that experience many times will feed into someone's need to make sure that they don't leave this for somebody else in the future. So biggest number one motivator for planning a funeral is to make it easier for people's loved ones. I think the second part of that is really simply to make sure that there is no doubt or confusion about what what somebody wanted. You know, we often find that people come to the table when there's no been, been no previous conversation and they all have different opinions And this sometimes leads to a lot of anxiety. And so I think the other part of that is just making sure that we really create a plan that's intentional, that lays out the information that somebody wants and that considers the needs of their survivors to make sure that they're remembered well and that they've not left a lot of loose ends for somebody else to misinterpret. And I think the last part that people will plan for, you know, sometimes people are control freaks. They want to control their own destiny and make sure that they have their own signature or their thumbprint on that. And they want to make sure they don't leave someone stuck with a bill. Yeah, so wonderful. And, and and you bring up in my mind, you know, we're we're living longer as a society, getting older. And so many, many of us care for care for loved ones who are older than us, or we have a parent, grandparent, somebody, or it could be anyone in our family who is possibly facing a funeral sometime in the near future. How how can we best break the ice with, with loved ones on, on such, a, such a sensitive topic? Well, I don't think that anybody loves to talk about the topic. I mean, I think it's, you know, a little bit like the elephant in the room. How do I bring this up to somebody? You know, do they think I think they're going to die? Am I trying to make them consider this more than, than they should? But I do think that sometimes one of the easiest conversations is just to say, hey, there's a great tool that can be used to help us. And Julie over at Bush Funeral Homes can help you with this. And we offer something to clients for absolutely no cost. It's called a final wishes organizer. And it's not magical. There's, it's a nice booklet that helps people have a really meaningful conversation. But the magic is we'll actually spend time with people helping them complete it. So we'll help gather information that's needed for a death certificate. We'll talk about who's in charge when you are not able to speak for yourself. We'll talk about your preferences and how you wish to be remembered learn a little bit about who you are or who your loved one is so that we can create something that's very meaningful and personal. We also take care of details like, you know, what's the end game in terms of final disposition? Do you have a cemetery in mind? Or if you're choosing cremation, you know, what are you thinking you'd like to happen with your cremated remains? And we really help people build a roadmap so that on a difficult day when we're sitting with their loved ones, we're not starting from scratch. And that organizer, I think, is kind of the great icebreaker for people to say, hey, I know it's hard to talk about it, but I have somebody that can help work us through this and actually help us get this information recorded. And then, and we'll go to the next step. Then we'll allow them to keep a copy at home and we'll keep a copy on file at the funeral home for that difficult day. Sounds like you have the right tools and, 
and obviously you do this every single day and and know how to deal with, with people so wow that's just wonderful that you you have those tools for for your clients you you mentioned that cremation is a growing part of your business and you've been doing it for 35 years for those who are not familiar can you explain explain cremation and what you offer at bush Sure. So I, I would say as a company, we've been cremating people longer than 35 years, but we've owned our own crematory for the past 35 years. Actually, we have two cremation chambers, as it were. And I think that that allows us to control the process and give people complete assurance or confidence that from beginning to end, their loved one is going to stay in our care. We're not subbing that job out to somebody else or asking another company to be involved where we've lost control of the process. And so you know, almost every time I talk to somebody about cremation, somebody brings up a, you know, news story that they've heard in the past about somebody being lost or somebody being missing or, you know, something inappropriate with cremation. And I think as a company, when you look at news stories in our community, we're almost always the company that's been interviewed saying, tell us about this. And we're able to say, you know, the reason we have our own crematory is to be able to give that complete assurance that not only are we going to control every aspect of it, but I think it gives people the opportunity to participate in the, in the cremation process to be part of that ritual or ceremony. So that means that we do have many families that are um, involved in a final goodbye at the crematory, or they're able to witness or be present when their loved one's cremated, whether it's because they want to see their loved one placed in the cremation chamber, or they just want to need, be nearby. Our crematory is actually located at our funeral home in Parma. And just outside of the crematory, there's a really nice garden, kind of a meditative area. And there's also a nature walk that's part of a water conservancy program that we've participated in. And a lot of people will come to um, our location on the day of their loved one's cremation to not only have a final goodbye, but also to just kind of whether that would be to meditate or pray, but they liken it maybe to a trip to a cemetery. It's the final journey that they take with their loved one. Making that process really giving people peace of mind going through that process. Like you said, it's never comfortable. It's never something what someone wants to go through, but knowing that you're there taking care of every aspect in-house is, is a wonderful service for people who uh, have, and I, I know that the, I've known people personally, they, maybe they've, they've made their arrangements with you. They've done a lot of the pre-planning, but then maybe they pass away and they're not in the state or they're, they're not near home. What, what are their options at that point? I think that most of us think, Oh, we'll always be at home when we die. You know, we're going to, we're going to be lucky to be in bed and die in our sleep. And we're going to have this peaceful passing. And, and unfortunately it doesn't always work that way for people. You know, we have a lot of people that are mobile. They don't always stay in this community 12 months of the year. Sometimes they're out of town. So if their death would occur away from home, you know, part of that process is, finding another funeral home to do the preparation work and paperwork. And of course, paying for the transportation to get somebody back in residence. And, you know, just even earlier this year, we handled somebody that died out of the country and the, the cost to bring them back from this Island was, you know, close to $8,000 and the red tape and, and some of the issues with the consulate, it was overwhelming. And I will say to you, there's a better way. So many times when people are making a prearrangement, they're also taking uh, care of or providing uh, for their family, making an investment in a product that's called out of area protection. And it's a little add-on product that we include in a prearrangement at someone's decision or discretion that covers the cost of preparing their remains and returning back here from anywhere in the world, more than 75 miles from this community. 
And so whether you're, you know, anywhere in the United States, maybe visiting children or spending some time in warmer climes in the winter weather, or, you know, you happen to be traveling on a big trip or you happen to be out of the country, it will take care of the preparation and return back here. And it's got another great unique feature for relocation. So if perhaps you're talking with a husband and wife and the one spouse dies and the other goes to live with their kids out of town or they've relocated, it will also return them back here from their relocated area. Wow. Wonderful service. And, and something one again, once again, that peace of mind that uh, knowing that any situation will be taken care of is just wonderful. Thank you. So in regards to cremation, uh, the question that pops in my mind is it, you know, compared to a traditional funeral or what I consider a traditional funeral, can you have a viewing or some sort of a service or, you know, can you scatter the remains afterwards? Oh gosh, Jim, those are great questions. And those are questions I get asked about almost every day. You know, first of all, yes, you can have a viewing, whether you want to have a public viewing or a private viewing. Number one, you should understand that it is required in our state that your remains are identified prior to you being cremated. So that might happen privately or it might happen happen publicly but please know that that's really important that we, we know that we have the right person and we're cremating the right person. Beyond that, beyond meeting the basic needs of regulations and rules, we certainly want people to have the opportunity to have the type of service that's most meaningful to them, to have a time to come together, to be able to pay respects and to offer gratitude or sometimes ask for permission or, or forgiveness. But I, I would also say that you know, you can have just about any type of funeral you want to have with cremation. And the question really that comes to hand is, will you have the cremation occur before any services or after cremation, just like burial is a form of disposing of someone. And so, you know, we can do just about anything anyone wants, provided they're willing to consider those options and consider the financial responsibility that goes with it. So it's very common that we would have traditional funeral services followed by cremation. I think the other thing people ask me about is, you know, what can I do with my cremated remains? And everybody has a story about someone that has either uh, been carrying their loved one's remains around in their trunk or it's sitting on the shelf in their closet. And while I think those are certainly places that will find cremated remains, I think another thing that people don't realize is just there's a couple of other options and probably still the most popular thing that people do with cremated remains is bury them, whether it's in in a grave of their own or on an existing grave of a loved one. And those are certainly things that are limited by the rules and regulations of the cemetery that you have in mind. People also will consider a niche or a columbarium, a placement in a structure above the ground. Sometimes you'll see those located at cemeteries or even at churches. And I think people also scatter cremated remains on a regular basis. Now, legally, I get asked this question all the time, what's legal? And you can scatter on property that you own. So if you own it, it can be scattered there. You can also scatter in Lake Erie, but you have to go out three miles. So it's not appropriate to go stand at the beach and (laughs) scatter the cremated remains at the beach. You do need to go out three miles. And that's certainly something we assist people with on a regular basis. So we do an awful lot of scattering services, of course, living here on the North Coast. We have an opportunity to scatter in the lake on a regular basis. And we have really uh, nice what we call casting or scattering urns that are available so that if you are doing that on your own, you're not going to end up with a boat full or a face full of cremated remains. I think that do people do scatter cremains other places. You know, you're you're certainly not supposed to be scattering in the Metro parks or public golf courses. You need to obtain permission from locations that are not places that you own. 
So obviously the cremation is is growing part of the services that you provide, but a standard burial is still an option for people, correct? Oh, very much so, Jim. I, I will tell you that I feel I still feel like there's a, a portion of our business that's always going to be traditional business, whether it's burial or cremation. But yes, we are still very much handling traditional burial services. I think people talk more about cremation because it's kind of the segment that's growing or that people know less about. And so they always have more questions about it, but definitely we're still burying people every day. Give us some of the the doing business with you, things like handling payment options and and anything else that, that would be of importance to people listening today. So Jim, I think that a lot of times when people come to us on a, on a difficult day, there's been a death, obviously there's a whole different set of payment issues to consider and how you're going to pay for something and how, how you're going to handle that, whether that's writing a check or putting it on a credit card or um, assigning an insurance policy. But the flip side of that is on a prearrangement when people are making plans and provisions ahead of time. I think that the two things that will stop people from doing it is number one, they just don't want to talk about it. Or number two, they think that they have to pay for it in a single payment. And, you know, it's a little bit like when you have any other tragedy in your life and you're trying to come up with a lump of money, that's a hard pill to swallow. And so people are very pleasantly surprised to learn that they can certainly make a payment monthly rather than in a single payment uh, format. In Ohio, when you prepay for a funeral, the law is very clear. It requires that people place those funds in a, in a holding company outside of the funeral home's hands. So whether that's a trust or an insurance policy, it um, is something that actually has to be done to protect the consumer so that in the event something would happen to the funeral home, the dollars are still safe. It gives the client flexibility if they chose to use a different funeral home in the market or out of the area, if they happen to move, they have the ability to do that. And I think the last part, of course, people will consider prepaying for a funeral for um, Medicaid planning purposes. They're trying to preserve or protect assets if their loved one has to go into a nursing home or onto a long-term you know, skilled care, that the dollars are there and held in what's called an irrevocable or permanent agreement that allows to secure that money that Medicaid can't touch it. So, you know, most of the time dollars are held in a trust account or they're held in an insurance, a type of funeral insurance policy, and that policy is assigned to the funeral home to pay the bill uh, and they can do it comfortably. So many great things for everybody to, to be considering. I was there wondering, should we do some pre-planning? I think, I think hopefully they, they know the answer to that. Is there any information that you want to, you want to make sure listeners get? Well, I think that the things that I want people to know, number one is that uh, the hardest part about planning a funeral is showing up to talk about it. You know, I think that's the biggest hurdle people will, will have to overcome is just to say, I want to talk about it. I think that once they get through the process, they're like, gosh, that was so much better than I thought, or it really wasn't, it didn't take that long and it was easier than I imagined. But one of the things, the best things I can offer is what I mentioned before, that final wishes organizer really is and the consultation to help you complete it and really talk through your wishes and desires is what we can offer people, a great opportunity to have a conversation that most families have never talked about more than five minutes in their life. So great. Thank you, Julie. And and if someone wants to get one of those final wishes organizers, or they just have uh, some general questions. What's, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? There's a lot of ways to reach me. You're certainly welcome to call me. My business cell phone is 216-789-5596. You're also welcome to call any one of our seven funeral homes, or my email is another great option. 
And that is jgskinner at bushcares.com. You're also welcome to visit our website at www.bushcares.com. You'll see a link to me under our staff listing, and there's another way to contact me that way. Fantastic. And I'll make sure to drop all of all of Julie's contact information right in the show notes. So just click on the show notes button and you'll be able to get all of that. Thank you so much, Julie, for, for joining us on EPO Presents. And for everyone listening, please, I, we know this is a very, very tough topic. No one really wants to talk about it. And the best thing to do is to get with someone who cares, who does this every day, who can give you that peace of mind. So reach out to Julie get to their website or, or give her a call with any questions that you might have and request that final wishes organizer, because I think that could just definitely help give you that peace of mind that you need to and get these questions answered and get that topic started for you. So thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you soon.